היי. Welcome to another episode of Tuzan. שלום, צילי, היי. And we are going to have a fantastic conversation today. I'm going to say that she contributed so much, you know, as far as I'm concerned and you, right. to the country, and therefore we really were very delighted to have her. Nava, Nava Zonenshine. Right. Hi. Hi, very nice Hi. to meet you. Nava is one of the four founders family of Neve Shalom, which is the, the only village in Israel that uh, basically was built for Israelis and Palestinians equally. Right, uh, Israeli-Palestinians. Israeli-Palestinians, uh, it's in Israel. On the way to Jerusalem. Nava, can you tell us a little bit? Hi, first of all. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about the beginning and uh, the story of this, uh, this um, village settlement? Yeah. It's not a settlement, it's a village. It was a settlement. It, it, it is not. <laughs> it was not, and it was not. Uh, no, because you have a negative attitude towards the word settlement. That's but right. When you the, settle, right, the pioneers. in the beginning, the pioneers, when I was in the army, we were settlers, right. you know? Yes. It's the same, right. but it was good. Yeah. yeah. So. We came there uh, in 79, and the idea, uh, the place was founded uh, by Father Bruno Sar, who thought about a village for people from the three monotheistic religions. But people who came, the first families, the four of them, one Arab and three Jewish families, came before we were upset about the life situation and the inequality between Jews and Palestinians, and we wanted to, lead, to build something different. Can you just specify that you're talking about Israeli Arabs who now call themselves Israeli, I mean, Palestinians and don't call themselves- Palestinian not, citizens of Israel, yes. That's right, which is different. It's only in the last, I don't know, five years. They used to be called Israeli Arabs. Those of the Arabs who were in by, Israel by, in 48. By the, by the Jews, but by themselves, they yes. call it for uh, Palestinian citizens of Israel. Okay, okay. So they actually uh, have supposed to have full rights. We wanted to, to create a community where we will be equals. And it was uh, very unique at that time. And until today, there is no place like that in Israel after uh, 43 years, uh, unfortunately. And did you try to persuade other settlements to become one? I, I really refuse to call it settlement, but- uh, I'm sorry. You're right, are, you're right, you're right. We are a village community, but we are not a settlement. No. Yes, yes. So there is, were any attempts to have more communities like that? There were some, some attempts uh, to do in the Galilee, but uh, they didn't get uh, land. Uh, our land was given by Latrun Monastery and uh, it's a private land. Oh, okay. And uh, we paid for, for that and uh, uh, to the community, and I think this is uh, the reason because uh, you know in in Israel they usually build new Jewish 
Jewish towns, villages, קיבוצים, but not developing new Arab towns and, and it's, a, it's a huge issue. Part of Inneve Shalom Wachat Salam, which is the Oasis of Peace, the name in English, we created several educational institutions and one of them is a school for peace which I established there and one of the courses that we do is for planners because planners are people who deal with land and land issue is one of the major issues of the conflict and they become active we train them to become active uh, to reach more peace between Jews and Palestinian citizens of Israel. But Nava, the location, uh, the Palestinians were against settling in, um, in, uh, in Israel, in the, on the Israeli land, or because it was a private uh, land by Latrun uh, Monastery, they agreed. No, they, we are inside Israel. We, we, we never thought to be a settlement. We are, our message is uh, that both people are living on this piece of land and we have to find a way how to live together in peace and in equality. So the government support you? Like, like the I mean, education, your school, is supported like every school in Israel? We have in, uh, in the village, we have a primary school, which was the first bilingual, bicultural school in Israel, where not only for our kids, but also for kids elsewhere uh, in the surrounding communities. And uh, uh, this school is today supported uh, partially by the government. The School for Peace is not supported by the Oh, really? It's another, it's not a school from the educational system. Ah. But Nava, how many families you have today? We are about 100, 120 families. Uh, and it's uh, growing rapidly. Uh, they are, the second generation are coming to live there oh, and uh, building their homes and uh, it's, it's really, <laughs> we feel very good about it and also other people, they, there is a waiting list of many people who want to come to live but there. There is a condition, it's conditioned by willing to accept. Um, people have to to accept the ideology that we want to live in peace and equality between us and believe that there should be a change in, in, uh, in our society towards- So your emphasis is about um, equality and change within Israel between Jews and Arabs, or you include also, let's say, Palestinians uh, and, and against occupation and, you know, 
with the West Bank? The School for Peace uh, worked with about 75,000 uh, participants, half of them Jews, half of them Palestinians. Since 1993, the Oslo Accord, we worked also with Palestinian NGOs in, Palest in uh, Palestine, okay. in the occupied territories. So we have worked with also Palestinian NGOs, peace NGOs. So we had workshops and courses for people coming from there too. But always we include the three, <laughs> the three groups in our, when we do such uh, encounters or workshops, we work with the Palestinians from within Israel, Israeli Jews and Palestinians from Palestine. But Nava, I want to go back to the village first before we get to the school, because the school is, is a system that you develop to, to handle certain situation, but in the village, you really live the everyday life. How mm -hmm. old are the first babies from the village? 42, 43. And they all, they all <laughs> flew it both in Hebrew and Arabic, right? Yeah. Where do they go if they don't stay home? Where do they go uh, all over? And how do they find themselves part of the society in Israel? Because they're very different in attitude. That's true. Actually, what happened to them is that even if they don't come back to live in the community, they are considered in places where they work or live, people who are more open to include also Arab workers, uh, to, to uh, my son uh, is working in a high-tech uh, company. So always, if there are new Arab uh, people who come to work there, they ask him to- you Take care of them. To welcome Both. them and uh, work with them, and so they take it to other situations in life because it's a, a very strong uh, belief system, and it goes with them wherever they go. And what happened when they finish high school and the Israeli kids go to the army? What happened to the Arabs? The law is that uh, Jewish kids has to go. Uh, in Neve Shalom, it's Wachat uh, Salam. It's it's really an issue. Uh, the the Arab kids, the Palestinian kids, are not happy with that. Uh, also, many of the young. Uh, Jewish kids are not happy, try not to go to be combat soldiers in the occupied territories. Uh, some of them, there is one who refused uh, to go uh, because of the occupation. Uh, there are others who refuse in a more subtle ways, uh, but it's an, it's an issue and uh, uh, there are many discussions uh, about this issue. How come you grow up together all life and then there is time to go to the army? And uh, it's not uh, 
What they say that army should protect Israel, not serve as a police uh, in the occupied territories and uh, make the life. I, I know that I'm pushing it and playing the devil, but they grew up in a country when there was, were a lot of uh, uh, Palestinians who were radicalized and committed a terror attack in Israel. you know, like the suicide bombers and the question, you know, I'm really going to the roots of it because, you know, we all have children and they ask us questions. So what do yeah, you think? Yeah, you know, as I said, it's not that uh, uh, people think that Israel shouldn't have the right to protect it itself, but There is a big difference between protecting and uh, keeping on the occupation, military occupation. And these people resent, they don't accept this uh, way, way of uh, behavior. We think we should live in peace with our neighbors. Yeah. Even the Palestinians, uh, let them have their own state, let, let them have mm -hmm. reasonable yeah. life. But listen, And, before we go on with the Palestinians, uh, we don't live with, in peace within ourselves, Jews. I mean, the country is, is so divided. We don't accept each other. And uh, not only Haredim and, and secular, but uh, it's all over the place. Um, There are so many layers now of not accepting each other. So we are still a you know, young country in, in a way, and we didn't even solve the conflict between the Jews. And now it's really critical, it's a critical point. You know, also in United States, there is a big split, but... Uh... Uh, there is a kind of, you know, here there is a separation between faith uh, and religion and, yeah, but yeah, of course, uh, and then uh, we have so uh, many uh, terrible... Uh, but we, we in uh, Neve Shalom chose one major conflict, which is, a, we think, uh, impact our life. People lose their lives because they had to fight wars that could be prevented if we had a different perspective, a different way of looking at it. And this is uh, what we try to do, to bring together two groups that are really in conflict, the yeah. Jews and the Palestinians, and to have dialogue about those issues. That, that's Most wonderful. people uh, think about the other many, oh, yeah, yeah. many things, but they never sit in a room and uh, talk with each other. Yes, but you see, but just one, the last, the last one now, just, um, but you know, you look around and you are, for many years now, you know, trying 
to keep and hold on to this. You know, we are trying to stick to this conflict. We are trying to, but if you look now, it's like a, not, not an issue anymore in Israel. And I don't speak about Israeli Arabs. Fortunately, with the new government, there is a start of thinking about inequality with Israeli Arabs, but as far as the Palestinian and, and the occupation, it's not an issue. You know, it's, not on the, on the, on the, it's not on the table. This is what they tell people, but it is a huge issue. And uh, until we solve inside Israel, uh, uh, the problem of between Jews and Palestinians, so they will be equal citizens with, uh, with the Jews, and we stop the occupation, occupied militarily uh, the Palestinians, uh, we will uh, live uh, and pay high prices for spending so much on military, don't invest, uh, we do not invest enough in hospitals, we do in social issues, in cultural issues. So it's, uh, you can think that it's not a problem, but it's not true. No, no, I didn't it, say it's not a problem. I, I, I said it's not in, on the agenda now. Yeah, this is because uh, what for me? Oh, I mean, in, the government see the reality. is, uh, is uh, saying. I hope uh, merits will bring the issue. The human rights movement. Mm -hmm. uh, the issue more to the table, but uh, for us, it's a and we think we are right. It's a major issue. Israeli society has to deal with, and the Palestinians to live better life in this region. Nava, what happened to those who grew up with you and are frustrated? Did they leave the country? In our village, uh, most of the people stayed. So nobody and also, left. Uh, most of graduates of the School for Peace who came for a course or a workshop or a university course, uh, many of them are active to change the situation. Always you can find few that uh, left the country, but it's not the majority. What's your observation about what happened in the, in the, in the mixed cities in the last, you know, like few months ago? In, uh, in May, yeah. May uh, we had, uh, violence and uprising and we were not surprised because the the situation there is not good in the seven mixed cities in fact we are training now the six schools for activists in mixed towns because it's between Israel like Aker and, and Haifa and Jaffa and Jaffa and Lod and Ramle Lod, Beersheba, Nofogelil, the situation is that they are very discriminated, a lot of racism yes. and uh, processes of gentrification yes. of people to push them out from the towns and build them. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, uh, you can see uh, big real estates for wealthy Jews to come and live there. And what about the Palestinians who lived there for years? Uh, so there is a lot to do in mixed towns and that's why we are conducting those courses for activists uh, to give them tools to change the situation. Tell us about your school, the school that you started. It's, it's, it's not a regular school. It's called the School for Peace uh, because this is what we are uh, teaching not in, not in a regular way. We, uh, we, in the 80s, we, we did many courses for uh, teenagers, high school students who came for three residential uh, days, uh, workshops, uh, 30 Jews, 30 Palestinians sitting in a room in a dialogue talking about the conflict but later we started to work in several universities today we are working in eight academic uh, six academic in institutions courses for credit in which enables the students who come to the university to have a decent dialogue about the conflict they study in Tel Aviv, Hebrew, uh, Haifa University, but they, they never have a chance to sit in a room three hours a week and to talk about the conflict. And um, uh, we train also uh, the School for Peace bring together uh, professional groups uh, to, to uh, learn how to be change agents. Uh, in each course, we give them the experience of uh, in-depth dialogue between them in which they change. It's a, it's, a, it's a formative change. People change their attitude and beliefs about this conflict. And then, if, and it's through dialogue with two facilitators in each small group uh, done. And then they hear lectures that, that connect between their profession and, and uh, the uh, conflict and to see how they can through their profession to create more peace and equality between the two sides. Let's when say- you, just, When you mentioned that you used to do it with high school kids who came for three days, Right, came for three yeah. days, like an extended workshop. Mm -hmm. Was there a parents who, did, who refused to let their kids come? Very rarely, if they refused, that was okay. We don't force people. Yeah, no, I know, but I just wonder if there were parents who didn't even want their very kids. Come. Very rarely, but okay. uh, it was schools, the communities are for that, so. But tell us, you know, Nava, I know that you developed a special system, a special program. Method, yeah. Yeah, method for the, can you please tell us about it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we believe that the perceptions and 
of people about the other, Jews about Arabs, Arabs about Jews are very deep, very difficult to change. So we say the conflict is not between individuals. Individuals, we manage pretty well together, but uh, we bring, uh, we, we say in order to deal with the conflict, this should be the center of dialogue. So we tell people that they are coming to talk about the conflict. Not only that, that we really uh, tell them that part of the program will be together and uh, every several sessions we will have union national uh, meetings, the Arabs with the Arab facilitator, the Jews with the Jewish facilitator to reflect upon and analyze and become aware to what is going on in the process. And we look at the asymmetry in power relations between the two groups and we connect between what is going on in the room and the macro level. Like when the Arabs, for example, are talking about uh, uh, talking Arabic in the room and we tell them okay both languages you can use in the room the Jews are very surprised because they are not used to such situation and we tell them it's it's very similar when they are surprised or resent and who say you are extremist we came here to talk why don't you <laughs> talk Hebrew uh, that is very similar to what is going on in the parliament when uh, there is an Arab member who is talking Arabic there. So people start to be very nervous and uh, go out or shout. Or, uh, so the method is really bringing people to talk on the core issues of the conflict. And emotionally, it's not easy. People have to, sometimes they are sad, even cry. Sometimes they are frustrated. Sometimes they are angry. But we contain it all. And people feel they go through a process of uh, mainly ignorance to knowing the other. And I told Tzili uh, to expand their uh, identity to include the other. Yeah. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very powerful method. And we tried it also with other conflicts that uh, 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 there is asymmetry in power relations like Greek and uh, Turkish Cypriots in Cyprus or in South Africa or in LA Unified School District with Latino, Black, White, and Native Americans. And so we, we tried it also in other, even in gender issues, we tried the method. Let me, uh, okay, I, I know it's a bit um, a step to the side, but we can always come back. Uh, I don't know, do you belong also to feminist organization, organizations? We don't belong, but we you, have... you, I speak about you now. Me? Yeah. I, I, when there are 
uh, issues, I participate here and there in a demonstration, but I don't belong, you know. No, there are groups, but I, I wonder yeah. if uh, you can extend. I mean, issue you know, of uh, gender is important for me. Yeah. In, but, but gender can also help in conflict resolution in terms of let's get the women on, on both sides uh, get together, for example, to fight, fight against violence. Women. Yeah, uh, there are groups that are talking like that. Yeah. Talking like this or, or doing? Trying to do, uh, you know. Uh, women wage peace, there are others that are combining both. I'm sure that you have people from all kinds of organizations coming to your school and then they take it to their organizations and they just yeah. pull it over. But do you, what echoes do you get from um, all kinds of groups, whether it's Palestinians or Israelis, when they spread the, the, the knowledge that you give them. When they go back to their communities and they try to, to plant it, what echo do you hear? It's not easy and simple, by, but they uh, try to bring to their organizations the knowledge that they, they got. Uh, to become more listening to the other, to uh, you cannot stand aside when you see injustice, uh, so you act. Uh, people usually look for other movements and the organizations they can join in their action and become active. Uh, various ways, we, we know that thousands of our graduates today lead many of the peace and human rights and also some feminist organizations in, in Israel and in Palestine. But we also uh, uh, decided to create some forms for our graduates because we believe that the uh, belonging to a community that people yeah think like yourself, it's very helping uh, to you to deal when you have difficult situations in life, life experience. So you go to work and you hear racist uh, comments. You had the guts to come and to stand and to say, you, we shouldn't speak like that. But we, when you come and meet other people who, had, uh, who, who have uh, similar experiences uh, and you plan projects and you belong to a group of planners that are for equality or performing artists that do art through their work or whatever, so it's, uh, it's very empowering. Do you also work with soldiers? No, no they're allowed. They don't come. No, but can you, did you try to bring to the village or to the school, you know, each party has the, I don't know how to call it, the young movement. Mm -hmm. She really could, like the, the Likud the youth, young. 
the we had the, we had the, uh, as I said, we for 15 years we do those change agent courses for different professional groups. So we had a, a, a big project with up and coming politicians. Okay, from, from so, different parties? Yes, and we recruited people from the right and from oh. the left and from the middle, and wow. they came. What about Haredim? Are they acknowledging your existence even? <laughs> Very hard for them to participate because of uh, keeping Shabbat. Wow. And, but and you can uh, do it on the weekdays. Uh, yeah, but other people Work, work in the weekday. So, but we had some, some traditional, even Haredi here and there, in our end, we are welcoming. We, we try to accommodate. It's very important to reach those populations. We recruited Russian Jews, up and coming politicians who go to Lieberman and uh, other party, uh, even Likud party. We had people and Yeshatid uh, and others. Uh, uh, we want to have impact on all, not on yeah, the people that are convinced, you know. Nava, is there any holiday that you celebrate together in the village? Oh, that's a good one. Really? <laughs> or you created your own holiday? Uh, we, we do uh, share like uh, if the, there is a life a month of Ramadan, we have once a week uh, iftar din, dinner with everybody brings their food and we celebrate together or we, uh, uh, Yom Kippur, we do a discussion about uh, looking backward and seeing what we did good and bad and people come, Jews and Arabs and they participate. But the Nakba and the Independent Day. So this is uh, the one the, 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 that is more difficult. Right. But uh, it's uh, like in the primary schools they mention both both narratives, both stories. The children from very young, they learn that there is no one story of history, there are two. And they may go to, uh, they learn about how the Jews got independence, but they learn also about the Nakba and they go to see a destroyed village nearby. And they learn to live with both realities, not only one. This is important. Are you optimistic? <laughs> Three of us Israelis. <laughs> uh, there is no other way. We cannot fall deep into depression and think nothing will change. Uh, I'm uh, optimistic in my personality. So I think acting all my life to 
to train people, thousands of people. Uh, and you see a change in an individual, in a group that is moving from one step of uh, denial to taking responsibility. You feel uh, you, you saved the world by one person, but these are not one. We have trained until today 1,000 facilitators Go and look where they work in Givat Chaviva, in hand in hand, in uh, yeah, um, all over all, Israel. Yeah, all of all over, right. and they do their work in the Negev, in the Galilee, in the center. Uh, so it's well, uh, here is another provocative question: What's the attitude of the school to mixed marriages? I'm sure there are young people, they are, have hormones, they may fall in love because they are together. Or it, it's, yeah. it, we have uh, one mixed uh, couple, not young, uh, my age. Uh, we don't have a position. If people fell in love, they fell in love. It doesn't happen so much with the young generation. It's because it's a small community. So it's uh, less uh, they go to look for spouses <laughs> elsewhere. Mm -hmm. But if it happened, it happened. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a scene, you know? Uh, love is uh, beyond the uh, stronger than... Yes. Uh, other things, and uh, but it doesn't happen so much in in our. Uh... I don't think it's an issue there. The issue is the conflict and whatever comes with it, they take it. I don't think they make a. We also we don't believe that we should mix mix the identities. Uh, each group is keep, keeping their own identity, but respecting the other. It's yeah. very big. It's, you don't have to marry the other in order to change. Yeah, yeah. Right. I understand there was a fire. Yes, a year ago. Right, they found who did it? it it's uh, arson. It's not know, just an accident. Police didn't find. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they found it's an arson because they found that they throw um, gasoline. Gasoline in, in uh, and they burned our classrooms and we are raising funds to rebuild them. Uh, they all were destroyed. It was a big shock in the middle of the night last year, a year ago in September. That was the first time after so many years? I know it's a weird question. It's interesting. No, that it's not weird. We had, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it is. We had the uh, one hate act uh, by Interzu, uh, one of the right wing yes, yes, yes. Uh, groups right. came in the middle. It was a few years ago. I have a nice story about it. It was a few years 
years ago and they cut the tires of 15 cars and they sprayed on the gate of the primary school death to the uh, to the Arabs and uh, hmm. we had a project across the border with Palestinians from Palestine and uh, in this project, we had uh, one participant who is a caricaturist, a Palestinian, and he heard about this hate act and he came and drew, drew with the kids the uh, cartoons on the wall where they spread the hate act, nice pictures. So uh, it was a, a reverse situation when a Palestinian Yes. People coming to help <laughs> an Israeli organization. So. Uh, you know, uh, I, I will do in, in short, I mean, like, I don't know when, uh, when Coletta Vital was in the uh, New York, she was a consular. Yeah. Uh, th th there was a project we tried to do with Jews from here, from Brooklyn, and African American from Harlem. And then to four, you know, two groups from Israel, Jews and Arabs, and meet them together and try to do a conflict resolution. So like, mm -hmm. like each will do it for the other, you know. Uh -huh. Not so. Like sometimes when you try to uh, mediate, 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 you know, you most mm -hmm. learn about yourself, you know. Yes. Um, it it was not finished, unfortunately. But I thought, did you try? There is more and more um, lack of understanding what's happening here. I just, I didn't tell you, I, I didn't have time to, to read it, but I brought myself, uh, I brought with me today, there is a huge article in the New York Times today, like two pages, big ones, about the divisions in Israel. And it sounds like there is not much hope to, to be able to, you know, to solve so many conflicts at the same time, um, especially now that it's between the Jews and then the Israeli Arabs and the Jews. And, the, uh, and I thought to myself that looking at you and your school, that you are strong enough, I think, maybe, to also come forward with the other conflicts. But I know what you chose, I know your choice. And I know that this is what you chose to do, but there are no many, not many. Who are I, I think what will uh, save the democracy in Israel is how we treat the Palestinian minority. And uh, I think dialogue between the two sides is helping also the other divides because people see that if you if you can solve such burning uh, huge issues by talking with each other with professional facilitators you can resolve also other issues we see it also in our uninational sessions in which they open also inside divides in the Israeli Jewish society. Open what? 
inner, inner conflict between the groups, the Ashkenazi and the Sephardic yeah. Jews, the right and left. Yeah. <laughs> Just name, name them. And it's an opportunity to, to open those issues too. And also in the Palestinian, don't think all the Palestinians are united. They have their own oh, conflict sure. by, sure. by themselves. Uh, so I think uh, I really a big uh, believer in dialogue and the dialogue that is uh, built in a professional way, not just regular. Not just communication. communication. We, just, we just have to cheer, really to cheer and to, yeah. I don't know, to clap and cheer and hug. The fact that you are operating for so many years and, and like, you know, you, you just go for it and you mm -hmm. go and you really raise a lot of people who at least, you know, came in touch with you guys and maybe had to face, you know, the, the issue and maybe learn about what they can do to, to help a little. But there is a common ground because these are all people that they feel that there's no other way. Yes. So the common ground is very strong and powerful. And um, it's a platform for many good people to keep doing and keep doing it, keep growing. Um, sometimes, you know, that's why I ask you if you're optimistic, because sometimes I said there's no hope, there's no future, but what's the I other option you. you have to do? And you have to do and then you have enough people maybe to collaborate and do and change something or at least feel good about doing something and not just let it go. Yeah. Listen, I will people. tell you the story about the university courses. Uh -huh. Okay. For years, we, we did, we started in Tel Aviv University when Yaakov Trope was still there. Uh, My husband. Uh, and uh, we did it for many years, like 30 years, and we kept trying to reach other institutions. Maximum we could uh, reach was uh, three, three universities, maybe Haifa, Tel Aviv, and Ben Gurion. This year, after what happened in uh, May, uh, we I was doing this work. I approached uh, more colleges and universities, and we have this year eight courses wow. running uh, in those. So people understand the need, the need. that right. we have to do change. In yes, it will not come by itself. It's mm -hmm. almost like against human nature. <laughs> human, you know, the nature, the human nature is. I will take care of my own. I don't like you. You're not one of us. That's a great sentence. He's not one of us. And it will not come by itself. It's really takes- But also people are tired and they don't want they're to- tired. They're tired, they're right. It. Yeah, they're tired. And, and, and especially in Israel, you know, it's not for us to talk about it, but you know, I'm dealing now with the thought of the Israeli society Arabs, Jews must be in a post-trauma, constant post-trauma stress. And how can you really diffuse all these questions? But it's fantastic about the universities. I know some mm -hmm. of some of the people who, you know, uh, yeah, it's 
So it's also colleges, not that, not just the big Rupin College, for example, Bezalel started. Wow. A political science in Hebrew University. Wow. Two courses in Ben Gurion, in psychology. Ben is Beersheba University. Yeah, very important there. Education. So it's a, it's a, it's a good sign. <laughs> so your hands are full. Yes. Wow. Really. That was really, you know, although the conversation was not easy in many, but it was uplifting. I can't explain it. You know, although I'm asking, those, I'm asking those almost nasty questions sometimes. No, it's not nasty and it's very positive. But, and I'm but looking yeah, forward it's, it's to really work positive. with you with, between the, both centers, yours and mine. And I think we can do more. Wonderful. wonderful. Listen, thank you for coming. It was really, you, really an insight into a very unique and really important corner. Uh, great. So uh, thank you for coming and thank everybody. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Tilly. And thank uh, you, Tilly. Yes. We'll see you next week. Next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye, guys. Thank yeah. you.